Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. This episode is brought to you by Ogawa Philippines, the leading retail brand of health and wellness equipment. After a long, tiring ride, you deserve the best comfort. Mga ka-rider, invest in wellness. Check out their promos at Ogawa Philippines' Facebook page and shop online at ogawaworld.net.ph. Thank you, Ogawa, for supporting Tunay na Rider. Welcome, welcome. We've got the perfect bike night tonight. We've got Jenna bringing in the chaos and the nosebleeds. And coming from me... And the nosebleeds. If, if somebody like can make people's nosebleed more than me, that's, that's an accomplishment. Yeah, that's true. We've got Jolly bringing in the pastries and the happiness, which is why he's known as Jolly Cakes. We've got Buck bringing the sausages, which is literal. Uh, he does make really some really great sausages. And our 290 Rider of the Week tonight is none other than Tito Miggy. The one and only Miguel Bachara. The most legit cafe racer I know. Marami naman dyan. There are others naman with legit cafe racers. Meron din. Hindi lang ako. Yeah, but you, can, but you got the right, right, the, the, the riding style too. Oh, so it's the perfect combination. There are others, there are others that, uh, that, that have uh, better bikes and, you know. 
meron din. Pero ano yun? I, th- I think what Jen is saying, it's not about kung cafe racer ba talaga yung bike mo. It's the cafe racer lifestyle. Oh. oh <laughs> yeah, but the old kind. Like the old kind when you like soup up your own Jen, bike. Oh yeah. Kasi yung ano, para diyan na para naman pinapalabas mong 1960s pa yung go ride. Gawin mo retro na. Retro, retro, tama, retro. Before Jenna brings us down the Moto Chaos hole. Uh Jolly, we got to say so a few things, right? Ayun, before we start the ano, the, uh, the the Chaos. Uh pag-usapan muna natin yung ating sponsors which is yung Podmetrics. So Podmetrics is a tool that we use that helps us monetize our podcast. So podcast is a platform, I Podmetrics is a platform that allows us to have full control of how we monetize our podcast. So we can collab with brands and choose between many merchants that fits our podcast's audience. Then, ano rin, uh, we can track down our listeners and convert how much we have earned in real time. So cashing out is a breeze. So if you are a podcaster or anyone who wants to um, monetize their podcast or advertise the podcast, <laughs> in all honesty um podmetrics has helped us get here um it's also helped us become the number one moto podcast legitimately proven and being one in of the, the top and and being one of the top 100 podcasts uh in in the philippines right so that's pretty cool thanks podmetrics so all right ito, iba yung ano natin Iba ang episode natin ngayon, hindi to ang typical Korean Rider episode. So, yeah, yeah, it's an epic long mm. story spanning decades. Yung, What? Naghanda kami ng ano, naghanda kami ng slideshow para sa inyo lahat. Isang yeah, decade lang ako. <laughs> Isang decade lang. <laughs> 35, 35 lang si, ano, si Miguel. Oo, oh, oh, mm-hmm. 35. So one decade lang. So, uh, He's only owned 35 lang. bikes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um yeah, as we let let's start it as we usually do and then I will hand the reins over to uh Jenna. Um so let's cue the pictures and take us back in time, Miguel, uh to when you started riding motorcycles. Wow. Well, as you can see in that photo, that's uh, me sitting on a Vespa. And that's my late brother, uh, Rafi, uh, on my mom's uh, right side. My dad used to ride a Vespa uh, because they live. They used to live in uh, Sandejas in Pasay. And uh, he would go to school using the Vespa. And all the bicharas were on Vespas and Lambretas before. In fact, I have a friend that bought, that has the Vespa of my, of my dad. Wow. Yeah. And you know, a mistake that I we sold those Vespas before. I had one, and then I sold it lang yata. I think, siguro, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, we were living in Bel Air. I think we mm. sold it. Wala pa kasi dito Vespa, eh. so parang I, I mm. felt like yung parang Mumbai na Indian na naka Vespa or something. So feeling, <laughs> ano ba to? Bebenta ka na. I sold it for sixteen thousand, and now that Vespa. Fully restored is like 300,000. Wow. It's like a 1969, 1969 Vespa, with one light. And I would bring it to this place in Evangelista, in General Caelia Street, where they restore Vespas. That's where I would bring it. Whoa. So it was one of those Vespas. 
Mala dos Vespas. These are probably the first and cutest baby moto <laughs> pictures we have ever had on the show. Uh, that's that's got to be a, 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 this is an award-winning first for Two Niner Rider. All Who right. Who is Thank older? You. Which one of you is older, by the way, you and Rafi? My brother. My late brother was older by a year. So growing up, you were already, you know, gaining interest in motoring, just being oh, around. Yeah, we were, we were exposed to it. We were exposed to it a lot. So when, uh, at a certain age, I remember I would, my, I would ask my dad to take me around, you know, make me a cast. Dad, I want to go around. So, so he takes us around. You know, I can tell he was getting tired doing it because after it was me, it was my brother in a month, so he would take us around. <laughs> so, <laughs> motherly duties, you know, that he has to do, you know. Mm. But yeah, that's how I got exposed to two wheels. And then eventually, you know, my dad got a motorcycle uh, when I was in high school and he got a motorcycle for himself, a CB754. 19, that was a 1975 model. So when I was going to school in San Agustin, I would take the motorcycle to school. I would actually, without my dad knowing, I would actually get, wear his jacket, wear his helmet, get on the bike. We were living in Merville. Tapos mm-hmm. aalis ako, pupunta ako sa San Agustin High School. Jolly, show, mga, show the CB. May mga babae dun. So, syempre, when they see mm-hmm. me, Miguel, hangkas, bigalon. Say, hangkas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. That's Wait where the minute. fun begins. That's where the fun Are you begins. saying that, you know that photo with the mm-hmm. two CBs and the Z1000? Are you saying one of them was your dad's? No, that that's the hmm. older one. There was a picture of, uh, of uh, my dad on a CB750. And then my uncle in a CBX 1000, that mm. CB754. Wrong. That's that was my bike in the 80s. That was my bike in the 80s. That was my bike in the 80s. This is actually one of my dream bikes. <laughs> that was in Merville, where we used to live. In the 80s, I had that bike. So. And you that, lost uh, track of it. It's so sayang. Yeah, well, sayang. That's, that's worth something now. Well, I know a guy who has one of those sitting in his house in Alabang Hills. And he's selling oh, really? it, but uh, it needs a lot of work lang. But yeah, he's got but, one. He's got but one. But you not have to in garage? Mo? Oh. <laughs> oh, there you go. Do you guys have the, do you have the, the Freddie Spencer color? <laughs> well, uh, my friend had it in those pictures. One of them had the Freddie Spencer, the silver one with the blue stripe. Let's, let's see mm. it. No, mm. the Z1000 one, like the, the one with the three bikes. The one up there, yeah. that one. Okay. That was taken in the mid eighties. Uh, my, my late brother, a friend of mine and I, we went to Baguio and those are what they call UJMs, universal Japanese mm. motorcycles. Yeah. So that and was the considered mo- super bikes. Yes. <laughs> they were the original super bikes. Those were the bikes being raced by Eddie Lawson, Wayne Rainey, Freddie Spencer. Those were the super bikes of before. So those are the bikes worth collecting now. Oh, here's a question. You tried your brother's Z1000. Like, what, oh, what's yeah. the difference? You didn't? Z1000 was stronger. It's it's a 1000. It's a twin cam uh, twin cam uh, engine. It's a 1000 cc. My my bike was a CB754 uh, twin cam also, but uh, not as strong as the Z1. Remember the <laughs> Z1s were used were used in all the Mad Max films. I don't know if you watched Mad Max yep, long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can get a replica Kawasaki's. of those. Yeah, the first Mad Max movie of Mel Gibson, filmed in Australia. All Z1s. Mm. Ganda na na. At saka ano ah, dun sa picture nyo na yan, parang wala ako nakikita ng helmet ah. De meron. 
<laughs> you just come from the hotel, the picture picture taking. <laughs> Meron kaming helmet, it's somewhere there, but we were just using shorts going around Baguio. Ah. Alam mo talaga pag Honda, no? Pwede ka. Pwede sak sak lang kaya nga nag-shorts eh para maramdaman nila yung init ng makina. Wala pang masyado, walang init niyan. The manifolds in front, the carbs, <laughs> it's the carbs that's behind you, near your crotch, mm-hmm. it's the carbs. There's no heat. There's really no heat. And is is the bike in the middle what inspired the Z900 RS? Uh, no, no, not that. No. That's, that's, Z- that's Z1. Older, older, uh, older pa. Oh. Older pa. Z1 older yung, pa. Ano, yung Z900. Oh, tapa. Yeah, they call it Z1. They call it Z1. You know the history mm-hmm. of that bike, the Z1, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I Parang, mean, it, it, yan, it was yung... supposed to be launched in 1969. But oh Honda God. beat what? them. Honda beat them to it. Honda came out with the 1969 CB754, the first four-cylinder single mm-hmm. overhead cam, the first disc brake, hydraulic disc brake motorcycle, the first electric start motorcycle in 1969. But Kawasaki had the Z1 ready to come out in a 750cc version. You know what happened? And they're like, never mind. Naunahan yung Honda. (laughs) Naunahan yung Honda. So, syempre, Z1 had to wait a few years. They waited. Then they came out with a 903cc called the Z1 in 1972. Mm, It was 903cc. And that creamed the Honda because it was a twin cam engine, four-cylinder, 903cc. Si Buck yung Honda dyan sa Kawasaki. That was the start (laughs) of the superbike era. Ganda nung, ano, eh, ang ganda nung, ang ganda nung era nung Japanese yun eh. Kasi ang tindi oh. nung ano nila eh. Parang kung nag-cold war nung panahon, sila may arms race sila nung mga ano, eh, inter-Japanese brand ng arms race. At saka pumasok din ng BMW ha. They came out with the R90S. Okay? Mm-hmm. The BMW R90S. The sunburst that. color, the old, that was a super bike also. That was racing Luigi against Sanz, his that's bike. That's Luigi Santos's bike, right? Correct. That's Luigi yeah. uh, Seasons. Luigi Seasons. Luigi oh, Seasons. Santos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, Dina has the CB. So, Dina has the CB. Luigi has the R90S. You should get the Kawasaki. Tapos, mag-track day kayong tatlo. No, wait, wait. What was the bike that had the first electric start? Honda. The CB754 in 1969. Yon, keep keep well, it, keep that in mind. <laughs> because Triumph, Triumph had their Bonnevilles in in '68 and in '66 and '67, but they were drum brakes, drum brakes oh. front and rear. Then Honda, Honda Japan comes out with a disc brake in front and a drum brake at the back and electric start. Mm-hmm. And comes out with the first four-cylinder motorcycle. You can Google it. 1969 CB754. And people were raving about that bike. Because the first four-cylinder super bike. Imagine. To see four cylinders. And they're so expensive now. Because normally, it's not the 5mm, 4mm disc brake. The CB750 is like 8mm disc brake. Yeah, parang makapal. 8mm yung thickness ng rotor. Yes, oh, 8mm yung, yung thickness ng rotor. Kasi yung manufacturers yata nung mga brakes nung panahon, hindi pa nag-specialize sa motorcycles. Pangkotse. Mga pangkotse. <laughs> true, true. Mahina mga preno, pero kahit disc brake, mahina, pero it's it was better than a 
than a drum, drum. break. It was definitely, <laughs> definitely better than a drum break. Then eventually mm. people would convert that to they put they change yung brake lines to stainless steel braided brake lines. Pinapalitan nila yung brake pad. But still, this brake paren, you know, and uh, the brakes improve, and uh, yeah, they were racing those bikes. They use it for touring, and are, uh, are these I like became... the first big bikes you've ridden? Yeah, one of the first big bikes I've ridden. Uh, I used oh, to have an okay. uncle that uh, used to have a Suzuki GS750, and uh, mm-hmm. he used to go to San Agustin also to pick up his daughter, and I would literally wait for him. That was in 1979. Would you believe 1979? I would literally wait for him because I knew he was coming. He would tell me, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, San Agustin to pick up my daughter. So I'll be there with my Suzuki. So I would be like, oh, I'm going to wait. So I would wait. You know why? <laughs> he would make me use it. He would lend it to me and I would go around the Marinas village. Oh, my God. How old were you? Well, 79. Uh, <laughs> 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 you were too young, basically, to do it legally. Is this the same uncle yeah. with the CBX? Medyo, ano eh, yung picture number four, nagsawa na yata sa mga big bikes. Si, uh, okay, hindi. Hindi talaga. <laughs> hindi ako nagsawa sa big bikes. Okay. Oh, if you yan? look at the date, that? it That's says four. If you look at the date, it says 4801. That was in 2001. I was racing scooters, maxi scooters in Subic. Subic Wala pang yan. race track mm. sa Clark. Wala pang race track sa Clark. Ang race track lang is Subic and BRC. Okay? And you told us this is a Galera? And that is a Galera 180 SP. And I was racing other guys that are using uh, modified scooters. So, mm. yan sa Subic, kumakarera rin ako ng kotse. I was joining, in 2001, I was joining the Miata Cup Series. Mm. And that same same race weekend, naka-scooter din ako. Kumakarera akong scooter. So, dalawang, ano, dalawang karera ang sabay mong, ano, sabay mong sinalihan? Dalawa. We have a, dalawa. We have a photo <laughs> of this Miata race car. I, I was racing uh, my Mazda Miata, my turbocharged Mazda Miata, in that, in that same weekend. And that same weekend, halo yung kotse at saka motor. Turbocharged mm. okay. Miata versus supercharged ones. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it's a different uh, categories, no? Different categories naman because you can't race a supercharged Miata versus a, a normally aspirated yeah, Miata. I mean, it's, it's unfair. It's unfair. So, <laughs> and you were kicking ass and taking names. And so, everyone so we, was like... You're, 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 cross, ano, uh, you're crossing different genres of motorsport. Um, yes. How Can you be successful in both of them? Well, uh... Kaya naman, but ang problema lang is, like what I said, no, I mean, my sponsor, my, my car racing sponsor, of course, the car was a more expensive thing to sponsor. They, they didn't like the idea that I was racing a scooter during the same race weekend because they said, accidente ako. I break my shoulder. How can I drive my car and race for them? Right, so yeah. I said, you know, they were saying, Miguel, ano ginagawa mo? Bat kumakarera ka ng scooter? E may karera tayo ng kotse. Eh sabi ko, eh sponsor din ako sa mga scooter. And then I like to race in the scooter. Don't worry, nothing will happen. I tell, nothing will happen. Promise, don't worry. No, thank God, nothing happened. So anyway, I finished that year uh, in the uh, in the scooter. That's my scooter. As you can see in the picture, uh, I was racing against these guys with other 180s. That's a uh, mountain hexagon bike, uh, oh, Philippine oh, mountain hexagon. bike, Ricky Montelibano. So I was racing against them. So um, I got second overall. I think Carlo 
guy who won was Carlo something. He got first place. I got second, third overall in the championship. But still, you know, it's rough. I raced that weekend. So, but in the so, Miata, oh, you got first. Yeah, in the Miata, naman, I got cha- I, I won the championship that year. Hi everyone, Stancy here. This is Ro. My name is Chino. And this is Camus. If you're into anything and everything wrestling related, listen to our podcast, The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, available on Spotify and all major podcast platforms. Make sure to follow us on social media at Wrestling2XPod as well. Peace. What is more difficult and what's more fun? Ah, <laughs> uh, ah. Uh. Okay, ganito. <laughs> when I was racing the Miata, okay, my Miata, that Miata on the photo was turbocharged, okay? Whoa. Uh, th- there was a, sh- a shop called Car Shack, and uh, this guy, they set up my car. So, pare gastos. So, ginastos ang ko yung koche. I raced it. I raced it in my category in the modified class. So, when I was racing it, then I started, I was winning. I was pole, I was winning. And uh, the guys I was racing with, I don't want to mention their names, but they know who I am. They had Miatas that time, and they were racing their their Miatas, you know. So and uh, uh, it was in the modified class. So I started winning first place, first place every race. And then they were all saying, uh, one of them was saying, "Ah, si Miguel, kaya na nanalo yan, kasi kumakarera ng motorcyclo yan. So cars for him is nothing, which is true." Honestly, honestly, huh? I found the cars mabagal. I mean, you power to weight ratio. Correct, power to weight ratio. And layo, layo. No way, no way. No comparison. Acceleration palang. You're accelerating so hard. I mean, you're you're scraping your knees in the corner. Esa koche na salop ka na roll bar. Come on. So I felt <laughs> bagal nito ah. Even if it's turbo. That's why I was winning. Uh, they were all, you know, we had a we had a camera at the back and I was leaving the, the the guy way behind and they were all saying, "Ah, karerista kasi ng motor yan." So I felt good that my <laughs> motorcycle racing skills, I used it in my car racing skills, but I found the car mabagal. Depends on the car. Siyempre, the car oh. I was using was a Miata. I mean, it's not a Formula One car. Iba naman Hi, a Formula Dino. One or something, di ba? Dino Santos in the house. Have any Dino? That's my brother. Yeah, yeah. He's, They're neighbors I love, too. I love the guy. He's he's actually younger than me, but he's my kuya. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I, I know what you mean. I I, I can see that. Kuya, Anyways, I, a lot of him, a lot of I um. Him yeah. Oh, a lot of uh, yeah. motorcycle racers crossed over to cars. Like Mike Hillwood has a nickname um, among Formula One drivers. They call them the bike. It's an example. A lot of yeah. them. Yeah, Mike the bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah, so so many so many guys uh, move from motorcycle racing to car racing, and then eventually also guys who went to car racing went into motorcycle racing. But it's uh yeah it's different it's different uh, it's completely different and if you come from the Ooh. bikes and you start racing you'll feel the difference. Okay, this was taken in Total Alabang, Commerce Avenue. So behind what? me is where Petron <laughs> is supposed to be. Wala pang yeah. Petron sa likod ko. That's Petron, <laughs> supposed to be Petron. That's my wife, Raisa. She's uh, trying to suit. make her cast. That's uh Gosh, that's, that's an aero stitch. It's an American suit. It's an it's called an aero stitch. 
init. It's ang beautiful. Init Even niya. your helmet. It's a showy. It's an ordinary showy helmet. I don't know. Situation's just beautiful. I love that suit. So Ganda that's in the uh, Alabang. In uh, the early 2000s. Onda. And uh, wala pang Petron dyan sa Alabang sa likod ko. Now there's a Petron. What's that? A Fireblade? No, that's an SP1. Honda VTR SP1. VTR. That's a V-twin. Whoa! Honda, yung, ano, Honda whoa. created... Honda created that bike to beat the legendary, uh, iconic 916, Ducati, Ducati 916, uh, and they did. Sa Honda ba? World mm. Correct. Under okay, the hands of Colin Edwards. Colin Edwards. He beat, he Ay, beat yung, may, may poster ako nandito. Ito sa likod ko. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> poster ni Colin Edwards. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the one. So mm. Honda built the SP1. It was a V-twin mm. superbike. To challenge Ducati because they felt, you know, we can. Ducati, you know, we can... Ano eh. Tara, natin ng V-twin din. <laughs> yes, oh, that's crazy because they're still, they're still using the VTR name for small CC. Yes, they mm. do. He used to have a huge VTR, pala. But now in in World Superbike, it's it's a CB, it's an inline four, and in MotoGP, it's a V4, what they call the RC two one three V. Uh, 213VS, uh, which is what Mark Marquez and these other guys are using now. They're all V4s. Stop. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's okay. If you zoom into that picture, that <laughs> was taken sometime in uh, 1996. Okay. That is a 1994 or 1995 CBR900RR. You can see during those days in 96. Yung GoPro, GoPro nyo, na ginagamit nyo. I had a video cam, a small Sony video cam. I got a little foam, foam, square foam box. I cut it up in the center and I taped it over my tank. So we were doing onboard videos in 1996. You can see in the picture. See that strap, the tape? So I was doing videos, high-speed rides there. That's in Tagaytay, na Subo. We were high eight, you know. <laughs> Orange OG Kamote. <laughs> yan ang OG I... de moto vlogger yan iba na OG. OG moto vlogger. Oh, nah, that's so good. But, 1996. That. That's so good. Right where, where did those videos ever get into magazines like VHS magazines or that was just for uh, you and your friends? No, I think uh, we had the, we had them in VHS. We converted them to VHS, but. I know we have them here. I know we have them somewhere. In fact, I have some friends who still have the who still have the video. Actually, they kept mm-hmm. it in their archives. They have it. Oh my gosh! Let's digitize that and yeah, it's publish it anonymously. Going down Nasubu, we were like doing Isle of Man. Going yeah. down with the camera there, <laughs> way over. And I'm speed. sure. I'm sure you were trying to follow close to like get a good picture of the guy in front of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I purposely follow close. And uh, you can actually, I position the camera in such a way that you can see the speedometer. So if the speedometer oh, okay. will show 220, 230, 240, it will stay there. It's It's in that video. 1996. I just want to say that one in the 1990s, it was a different time. Uh, you don't, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't um, as crowded, and Correct. obviously, you have matured over uh, no, and you're a much safer, much more responsible rider. 
Yes. And and yes. and all in in the pictures, you're wearing full gear. Uh, yes. You are one of the best riders around. So thank you, thank you. Um, and, and also, he, without that videotape, there is no evidence. He, he, so he did post on Facebook. He did post on Facebook, and and there's no evidence. So there is no one who is criminally liable for anything. Plus, you also have the statute of limitations. It's been Correct. a while, so yeah, I'm yeah, just putting yeah. that disclaimer out there. I had yeah. no idea Vichara was gonna say that, <laughs> but I don't know. He seems relaxed and no, candid. But, you know, it's uh, that was like what Iba said. That was long time ago. There were no cars on the road. Uh, that's out in the province. I mean, it's like provincia yon eh, nasubo provincia na. It's a different time. Uh, hard, yeah. Now you can't do that. It's just too dangerous. It's, I'm scared. I mean, uh, riding out of town now and going fast—it's so scary now. It's so scary. Paulo Ares Pacochaga said, "I taught Miguel how to ride with full gear." Hoy, <laughs> that guy doesn't. That guy does wheelies. Hoy, Paulo, ah, nagwheelie and walang helmet. Ah, Anyways. <laughs> Next photo. This is the culmination of your love affair with Honda. This is the R. That's the RCV two one three D. Okay, that's owned by Wheeltech. That's the only MotoGP Honda here in the Philippines. Okay, oh. that bike is very expensive. Okay, I tested that bike for C Magazine because I'm a road test editor for C Magazine also. So. Uh, they asked me and uh, Superbike mm -hmm. Champ Raniel Rasuelo to test that bike. Only two guys tested that bike here, the first time. Okay, um, it was it was a, a wheel tech event, and uh, Honda. There were Japanese engineers there, and uh, this guy Raniel is really funny. He goes, uh, I I told him, oh, Raniel, ikaw muna magtesting ng bike ah. Uh, hindi sabi niya, no kuya migs, kau na. Sabi ko, bakit? Eh, para mascuff yung gulong. That was in BRC. Gusto niya, para mascuff yung gulong. Para paggamit ko next, nakascuff na yung gulong. Talaga, this Raniel, smart guy. So I was the first Filipino uh, road tester to test RCV. That, that RCV. And I, I think that bike is worth over 15 million pesos. It's wow. an RCV 213 VS. It's based on the 2016 MotoGP Honda of Mark Marquez. Mm. More than 15 million pesos yan. So the owner was there of Wheeltech and there were Japanese engineers and uh, I asked the Japanese engineers, oh, how, how fast can I go? And he was saying, oh, rev limit, rev limit, break in, break in. <laughs> but it was the best handling bike I've ever tested. It's actually a MotoGP bike. Everything is carbon fiber. They're using titanium screws, bolts, and nuts. Magnesium wheels. Mahal. And a Mahal lot of bike age. It's actually a MotoGP with lights. It's a MotoGP bike with lights. Ah, so road legal pa rin yan. Road legal, yan yeah. o. May, may rear fender sa likod o. May taillight. Extremely limited. Palagyan ng plaka. Palagyan ng plaka. Tanggalin mo yan. Oh. Tanggalin mo yan. That's ano yan. That was in... Batangas Racing Circuit. It was a Honda Honda uh, test. They they wanted me and Raniel to test it. So 
And uh, I, I was lucky to be the first one to test it. And I, I heard the owner whispering to me, Miguel, 15 million yan. Or actually, he said more. <laughs> I'm just saying 15. Miguel, mahal yan. Ingat lang. That H2R, okay, that H2R is the only H2R in the Philippines. Okay, also owned by the owners of Wiltech. Okay, that has a story also because... Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, being being part of C Magazine, so these guys called me and said, Miguel, testing in mo yang H2. H2R, okay, they sell the H2s. The H2s are like 1.4 million. Okay, 1.3, mm -hmm. 1.4 million. This is an H2R. R. Okay, the H2R doesn't have headlights. Okay, it comes with slicks and it comes with 200 over 200 horsepower ang ang ang, ang power niya okay truck bike specific it's truck bike truck, it's truck bike truck lang oh supercharged supercharged okay in fact, and it can reach video. 300 it can reach 300 of kilometers course, per hour excuse me of course not that bike huh? there is a video if you google h2r top speed there is a guy named ken sufuglu he is a world super sport champ he's turkish arabo like me arabo Anyway, it didn't reach he, 300. No, excuse me, he hit 400 kilometers per hour what? on a Turkish bridge that hasn't been opened yet. It was a Red Bull event. You guys can Google it in YouTube. You guys go to I YouTube and then uh, oh, 400 please. H2R, and it's a Red Bull event. He hit over 400. He had, 400? A, he had a camera 400 I mean, kilometers on the H2R. Now, this bike can do 400 according to the Japanese uh, Kawasaki engineers that were here when I tested it. But That's you have to change change the ECU. The ECU mm. must be replaced for it to do that. And so anyway, barrier? they called me. 300 lang. 330 <laughs> The sound, what is the sound barrier? Someone bring it up. Someone look it up and bring that up. It's like 700. Yeah, bring it up. Go, go to YouTube and then uh, check that uh, H2R of Kensu Fuglu and uh, over a bridge. Oh, so and... it's being 400 though eh. 400. 400 yeah. Okay, but this bike I tested won't do 400. It will do over 300 easy. But uh, it's hard to do it in BRC. So again, they called me. They called me and another guy. Okay, they called me and uh, Dashi Watanabe. Okay, because Dashi was racing a Kawasaki. So Dashi, same thing. These guys, these super bike champs are so smart. I told Dashi, <laughs> Dashi. And then uh, there was James Deacon was there for a drive, for drive uh, his segment. C Magazine was there also. So they were all, they had cameras, everything. And then they asked, uh, I told Dashi, Dashi, kao na muna. You go out. He goes, he said the same thing. Kuya Migs, kao na lang muna. Ikot mo yung bike. Kuya Migs. Same thing, same thing. Warm up the tires, scuff them for me. Yeah, because the tires were new. The tires were brand new. So I had to take it out and scuff the tire. And take it easy on the bike. And I took it out for several laps. And whoa. If the bike didn't have traction control, didn't have wheelie control, didn't have all these electronic aids, maybe I would have crashed the bike because the bike is extremely Damn. powerful. That's a 300, yeah, 300, almost 300 horsepower. Yung bike na yan, the H2R. Actually, I want <laughs> one. I want to own one, sana. <laughs> I want to own one. Hint, want hint, own. if anyone can sponsor Batara's H2R. You know why? <laughs> Look at that Kawasaki. Look at it carefully. 
It has a trellis frame. It has single swing arm. It is supercharged. <laughs> okay? Single oh. swing arm, trellis frame, supercharged. That's yung H2 not like yata, any ano eh. other Kawasaki. I'm telling you, that's a bike to own. Okay? <laughs> that will that bike will be a bike to own in the future. Alam ko yung H2, ano na siya eh, hindi na siya manufactured ng heavy industries ng Kawasaki. Alam ko yung aerospace na yung gumawa na eh. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that's the crazy. company that's true the so company the that manufactured this bike are the is the same company you, you can check that made the japanese bullet train the kawasaki bullet train i will take this time to say that what the reason that everyone whenever a hyper bike or a super bike or something extremely powerful or extremely expensive comes into the country they go to bachara first he is, in my opinion, and I think in a lot of people's opinions, the best motorcycle writer, reviewer, journalist in the country. Like uh-huh. when I read your articles, there's such it's so well informed and you you, you have your history with racing and like seeing the progression of technology. I read that in your articles and it's something no one else can offer. Like all all of like the crazy advanced rider aids you know how they all work and you can say like last year it was different three years it was different uh, that's a that's a 2006 or 2000 oh no sorry 1996 or 1995 ducati 916 senna that's an arton senna edition Okay, that was owned by my late brother okay he bought that from a, a diplomat from malta and uh, when he saw the bike, because a friend of mine, a friend of his said, you know, Rafi, there's this gray 916 uh, parked in this friend's, ho- in friend's house. M- my brother goes, a gray 916? There's only one gray 916 in, 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 in the internet that they, I mean, you know, the gray 916s, Ducati 916s, are art on Senna edition. I don't know what it is, but it's gray also with red wheels. My brother goes, oh my God, that could be a Senna. When he went there, he went to the residence of that, that diplomat. The diplomat had a Harley and the Senna, and he was selling the Senna because the Senna was just too, for the Philippines, the heat, the traffic, you know, it's just too much. He would prefer to a, use the Harley. So, <laughs> yung nakita ng kapatid ko yan, binili niya. Binili ng kapatid ko yan, 916 Senna. That's a very rare bike. I'm so sad I that I we sold it. Oh my I God. know you. You were looking for one. I heard that you were looking for one, and that's why you you got a nine nine eight, right? Yes, I found ano? one. I found the two thousand two nine nine eight in Steam. So I'm restoring it now. Yun, si Love Love yata misena din eh, or is it the Sa same? Sakin yun. Sakin galing yun. Ah, There's okay. only one in the Philippines, and it comes from us, from the diplomat to ah. us. The one that Bye went back. to Love Love to, uh, to Victor <laughs> Velasquez to Julian Goich and all these guys. It all comes from <laughs> me. By Buck well, Mary. if anyone knows love, love. where it is, let us know. Uh, it was brought brought in. Okay, there's a story there. Okay, uh, it went to an, another person now, and that other person brought it to Ducati Philippines for repair. And uh, I think he never paid for the bill, so Ducati Philippines, uh, parang storage fee and all that. Eh, wala na. I think sayang the bike, parang ginamit ginamit yung parts. Uh, sayang, wala na, wala na. It's gone, it's gone. Sayang. Uh, it's in pieces. It's in pieces. I, that's, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. 
Someone, someone, Sergio says Miguel should do his own YouTube channel with all his knowledge of motorcycles. I agree. Ay, may magandang ano tayo? May magandang question Thank tayo. You, Galing kay... Wait lang, saan yung, saan yung question na yun? Oh my, nawala yung question. Ayun, galing kay Jim Trinidad. Kasi nabanggit kanina natin yung Z1. Ang question niya is, how does the Z1 compare to the Kawasaki that Tom Cruise used in Top Gun? Okay, the, the GPZ? Kawasaki, <laughs> yeah, yung the GPZ 900. Uh, okay, ibang Jim, era, era yon, Mas modelo yon. Yeah. Uh, what Tom Cruise used was a GPZ 900R Ninja. The first ninja, the first ninja. They call it ninja. Okay, he made that bike famous using it without a helmet. That was I a can't GPZ hear you. 900. <laughs> that was a GPZ 900R ninja. Now the Z1 was different. It was a 903 standard, naked bike, four cylinders, four pipes. Uh, in the early 70s. So the mm. uh, the Ninja GPZ 900 was a uh, it's a newer bike. Iyon. Nako. I think now in the latest Tom Cruise movie he's using an H2. The H2. New, oh, oh, yung sa, yeah, the new one is an H2. It's Kawasaki again, but it's an H2 now. I like how they kept it. Anyways, oh, next shot. Hey you, sorry to interrupt your podcast listening pleasure. Wonderful choice of podcast, by the way. My name is Sam O, and I have a podcast too. It's called The Narrow Door. It's an ecumenical podcast, which means we talk about everything Christian. I mean, I got a panel on everything, so go give it a listen after this one, okay? All right, thanks. See you there. Okay, that's, a, that's an Aprilia, okay? I, I used to mm -hmm. race for Ultrabikes Network. Ultrabikes Network, uh, I think that was in 2000... Sometime 2003, 2004, they were Ultrabikes Network was the Aprilia distributor here. Okay, they had that Italian guy uh, mm -hmm. named Tony Tanda. He's Italian. Uh, he was the guy in charge here, but the, it was uh, Mr. Guzman, the owner, who was the owner of Ultrabikes Network. And they sponsored me. They asked me, Miguel, would you like to raise an Aprilia? I said, yeah, you, you mean you'll supply me a bike? Yeah, we'll supply you a bike. We'll supply you the crew. You race it. But we'll ask you one thing. Since you'll be racing an Aprilia, can you buy an Aprilia from us? We'll give you a good price. So I says, because you'll be racing an Aprilia and coming out in a newspaper and all that, then you're using a Japanese bike. So I says, okay, I'll sell my bike and I'll give in to your request. But yeah, you supply me a race bike. You have all your team. And so I was racing that and uh, yeah, fully sponsored, fully sponsored. They bring the bike to the track and uh, eventually, sayang, uh, Aprilia went to different, uh, from Ultra Bikes, naging, I think, um, Grand Star, Grand Star, naging, uh, I think, uh, Biker Box now, which is... Nong said that when the Aprilia showroom was a long pasong tamo, is that what you're talking about? Correct. Yes, that's the one. Ultra Bikes Network was located in, uh, in uh, pasong tamo. Oh, which is now called Chino Rosas Avenue. You really repped mm -hmm. almost every single brand there is. Actually, that pagkatapos tayo dito sa, sa mga pictures natin, parang halos lahat ng anong brands na sakyan na ni Miguel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a 2016 R1. That's a cross-plane engine. That is my favorite inline-four motor. 
because of the cross-plane sound of the engine. When you say cross-plane, the firing order of the inline four is different. It sounds like a V4, okay? Mm -hmm. Did you know that that cross-plane inline four engine stemmed from MotoGP, from Valentino Rossi's race bike? Okay. Mm -hmm. When Valentino Rossi was racing in the early 2000s, he was using a YZR-M1. Inline four that sounded like an ordinary Z1, ordinary uh, CB 1000 RR. You to know, Valentino Rossi was having a hard time with mechanical traction. When you say mechanical traction, yung traction sa gulong sa likod. Mm-hmm. Why? Valentino Rossi was challenging guys on V4s, V4 Hondas. In that time, it was a V5 Honda. Uh, V4 Ducatis, the Desmo Sedicis. So the V4s, okay, have a mechanical traction that was different from the inline four. So mm. Valentino Rossi was complaining that his YZR M1 didn't have mechanical traction like the other MotoGP bikes. So his engineer, Jeremy Burgess, simply said, we'll change the firing order of your inline four engine. Go okay? V4. <laughs> okay. Yon. Pagpalitan yung firing order na yon ng uh, inline four engine, which they call cross-plane technology, he started, he, he was winning, winning. It now had the mechanical traction that he wanted. And that went, that stemmed all the way. You know, it went down to... What's, what's that, that, ano ba? that era nung ano? Nung after ni Rossi sa Ducati? Di ba lumipat sa Yamaha from Ducati? Yes, lumipat siya sa could it, Yamaha, could it be that... and then went back to Yamaha. Ah, okay. So parang lumipat bale, siya. hindi kaya yan dahil kasi nasanay siya dun sa... So here's a technical Ducati. question. Uh-huh. What, why is mechanical traction in the engine desirable? You need it for MotoGP, for feel, for traction. Because, okay, think, remember, think of a V-twin engine. Okay, you have that sound. So you have that... The, the tire grips on, on, on tarmac. Then you have the four-cylinder howl. Sounds like a dog barking. That's so smooth, yeah. It's too smooth. So they wanted that, that firing order Impulses, of a V4. Uh... The pulses, correct. The pulses. They got it with changing to a cross-plane engine. So that's why I love the inline engine of the Yamaha R1s, the MT-10. When you put a beautiful sounding exhaust, or oh, a beautiful exhaust, the sound, oh my God, fantastic. They sound like yung, V4s. Yung, yung ang inline 4 kasi, Jenna, ang typical Japanese na inline 4, ano yun eh, even dun sa 360 degrees ang firing order niya. So parang, ba, parang bali kung umiikot yung gulong, equal yung bigay ng power. Yung mga Correct. Ducati kasi, mm-hmm. mga V twin V4 hindi hindi siya bigay. So yes. Na ano yun eh, ang ikot naman ng gulong hindi naman siya like smooth eh. Talagang pulses siya. Pulses. Eh, ang V4 Correct. parang Correct. ano eh, parang bihira pero violent yung mga bigay ng power. Ang Yes, it's sudden. That's why they you have high sides, you have high sides and all that. Sometimes the power So they can in, feel like... so they can feel what's happening like under their butt a lot better. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. Which is what they call mechanical traction. 
Pero yung downside, dapat super galing talaga ng rider para makontrol yung power. Yeah. Well, you have to be a MotoGP god to do that. I mean, to feel that. I mean, for people like us, kahit, well, we don't... So, kasi kahit yung mga MotoGP riders, they make mistakes pa rin. Eh. Nakikita mo eh. Of course. Yes. Si Leo Dino, gusto nang bumili ng superbike. Huwag na yung NSR ng mekaniko niya. <laughs> Tapusin mo na yung helix mo, Leo. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Mm, yeah, next time, 14. Yeah. Okay. That's where I captured my 2008 uh, Philippine Superbike Masters Class Championship in BRC. I won that year. I was the champion. Mm. I'm using a 2006 Suzuki GSXR 1000. Okay. That was, you know that, that okay, you know that bike, uh, that bike was iconic also. I mean, it was the best inline four Japanese bike in 2005 and 2006 to a point that you know what happened BMW if you go if you read the history of the new BMW S 1000 RR the new mm. BMW now okay mm. the bike that came out in 2010 BMW or 2009 BMW S 1000 RR the double R in 2009 BMW got a Suzuki GSXR 1000 and used it as their base. Okay. They reverse engineered the it for the S1000RR. They reverse engineered it for the S1000RR. So the S1000RR in 2009, 2010 was based on a Suzuki GSX-R1000. Why? From the BMW's, BMW engineer said, <laughs> what is the best Japanese bike in the market in 2006? It took them four to five years to develop it. They said Suzuki. So they got a Suzuki, And they re-engineered it, and that was the basis <laughs> of the BMW S1000RR. That's I did not right know now. that. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. So early 2000s, dominated the Suzuki GSXR. No? Yeah. Um, that, si that, I, that bike I had there in the photo, I had to convert to Brembo calipers, uh, forged wheels, exhaust, gearing, everything. That was a fantastic bike. But remember, those bikes never had traction control. You don't have slide control. You don't have wheelie control. Walang ABS. Walang electronics not, like we, not like the bikes we race now. We have all of that. And you can <laughs> and you can switch it to your own setup. You know, it's... Miguel. The technology now is a lot We've better. got a convert. Uh, Leo Dino is now asking deeper questions. Sir Miguel Bichara, question. <laughs> What would you recommend budding starting riders who want to ride track, super, and hyper bikes? You, got, you guys want to ride? Yeah, you guys want to ride track? Uh, start with a low CC, a middleweight bike, something light, something easy to control. Don't move into 180, 190, 200 horsepower machines right away. Don't start with low displacement bikes. Maybe a 400. Uh, then move R6? up to 600 start slowly start slowly is saying uh, galing talaga mag-explain ni coach Miguel and then uh, Ryan Blanco and he is a coach he is a certified instructor by the way sobrang gold mine of information tong episode na to yan Well, si it Dino, literally is a gold mine every single time. Ah, wait, 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 wait. Actually, Leo, 
the RC390. <laughs> Definitely. Enough. Are you? Great, of course. That's right. Uh, I agree. That's oh, but even I agree. Oh, perfect. The no, RC200. Yeah, you start with a 400. Exactly. That's what I meant. Like the RC390. That's an inexpensive motorcycle. Uh, and Get perfect. yours from locally made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. locally assembled. Assembled locally. So, you know, they're good bikes. They're, start with that first. Then you move up to a 600, you know. By the way, you think... You think Bachara only like owns the best of the best? There was a time he was rocking a Duke 390, and it was yeah, black. I used to have an RC 390, not an RC. I had a uh, Duke 390. Duke. I loved yeah. the bike. I regret selling it. Nalalas lang sa akin kasi yung yung makina. Laging laging nakabira. Pero I regret selling it because I personally bought that bike precisely for the reason na you know I I cannot own a scooter here in Alabang because if you own a scooter. You want to go to Makati, where will you pass? Service road? I don't want to pass yeah. the service road on a scooter. I buy an expensive uh, uh, Italian scooter, and then I can even use it on the expressway. Kai 300cc scooter, bawal, hindi ba? So, what did I do? I bought a Duke 390. Sinetap ko, custom uh, paint, tama. everything. When I have to go mm-hmm. to Makati, bigla, I even went to work with it once. And I, ah, Skyway lang, wow, sarap, and go home. Safer. The Skyway yeah. is the safest, highway, safest road network. I don't want to pass Trinidad. the service road. I don't want to service road. No way, no way. That's dangerous. See, Jim Trinidad is saying that the RC390 builds riding confidence. Yan. It's a it's a very good handling motorcycle. And it's a pressure. Come on. Uh, By the way. how much uh, they cost. Check how much they cost. You'll be surprised. Sardino. Hey guys, everyone. They made me two nine a rider discount, huh? <laughs> oh, everyone is like, so everyone in the comments is like, wow, all this knowledge, all this gold. Like, if you actually want to learn as Bichara, as your coach, you can sign up for Ducati Riding Experience. He is an instructor there. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, thankfully, uh, Ducati Philippines uh, needed instructors to teach, so we had. Uh, they had 10 instructors trained. We were 10. We went to Thailand to train. And out of the 10, f- five failed and five made it. You know, <laughs> and these are this is for instructor training. And you know how it is when they when they when they when they teach you, okay, uh, how to teach. They teach you how to teach. Okay. The instructors themselves now will sit down and watch you teach them. So you have to do theory and explain it uh, and ride the bike, the actual uh, course. You know, when we had this classroom at the end of the day, several days in Thailand, they told us, okay, all these names we have here, please step out of the room. So they mentioned people from India, Singapore, Hong Kong, Japan, Thailand, uh, other countries, okay, Malaysia. Okay, one of them they mentioned, Miguel Bichara from Philippines, step out. Uh, Toti Alberto, step out. So, I mean, they made a step out. So we were all thinking, puta tayo ang bumagsak. They made a step out. <laughs> and then at, at, after that, they told us to come in. And then kaya pala, they spoke to the people privately in the classroom, bakit kayo bumagsak? So, you know, and they told us that the guys we stepped out are the guys that made it. Are the only guys that made it so we're about five uh instructors at that time 
So now we have more instructors now, but I hate the word, but I'm a DRE senior instructor. Not because of my age, ah. Not because of my age, punyeta. <laughs> because because of being the seniority, being the first first DRE, what they call Ducati riding experience instructor. I so highly I recommend it. I think you, you good... learn emergency maneuvers like real road skills that will help you with the chaos of the Philippines, as in like. Uh, it's avoiding a, it's a obstacles, really hard braking, like will force you to do emergency stuff. It's a basic course, actually. I've taught a lot of, even ladies, you're one of them, Jenna, even Iarelliano uh, and uh, this news. Many of them, some of them don't even know how to ride. All I ask is, do they know how to ride a scooter? They say, yes, I know how to ride a scooter. Okay, so at least they know. Some, some of the girls, I ask them, do you know how to ride? Uh, because they don't know how to ride a big bike. But I ask them, do you know how to ride, uh, drive a car that's manual? Then they say, yeah, I know how to drive a car that's manual. Okay, I tell them, same principle lang yan. It's a manual car. You have your gas and your clutch. So you hit the clutch, you shift, and then you let go slowly. So the same thing sa motorcyclo. When you shift, let go slowly. So they get it right away. But the ones that are major hard to teach are... They only do scooter, but they don't know mm. how to drive automatic cars and uh, manual motorcycles. But you know what? At the end of the day, they're riding an 800cc or a 400cc scrambler. So yeah. the DRE, that, that Ducati riding experience is, is good for, it's good. It's a basic course and it's a safety course as well. It so is I, a I just want to... I just want to bring up that there's so many people here. Direct Bing Bassett. Uh, we've got Dino Santos saying you taught his son what? how to drive Dino? both a car and a motorcycle. Really? And Coach you Joey Storm. People? You taught yes. Coach Joey. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's passed that knowledge along. So you, Hi, I mean, the, the impact on the motorcycle world in making it a safer place. Um, you are directly responsible to a lot of people. And somebody here just said, uh, Direct Bing just said, uh, Miguel, as my coach, saved my life. So maybe we can wow. talk about, like, uh, ed how do you educate yourself as a rider? What are your thoughts on that? How do you become a safe and responsible rider? And and when when do you use the sport bikes to its maximum capability? Well, you know, to become a safe rider, uh, it's... You know, your mind has to be like a computer. You have to, it's not just having six cents. It's like having seven cents. Okay, I'll give you an instance. I'm riding my motorcycle. The guy in front of me is riding his motorcycle. I see this car in front of my friend, slowing down, not signaling, but he's moving to the left lane, okay? Obviously, I know. I tell myself, Oh man, this guy's gonna make a left turn. This guy's gonna make a left turn. So I tell my friend, I wanna tell my friend, we, we don't have that time, we don't have uh, communicators. I wanna tell my friend, don't move to the left, move to the right, move to the right. He moves to the left and tries to overtake the car. The car <laughs> makes a left turn. My friend hits the hood, boom, flies over, falls, breaks his shoulder, breaks his arm, he's lying down. He almost killed himself. And I already saw it. I already saw it. You see. He didn't see it. He, all, all he said is, hindi kasi nag-signal eh. Mali. 
don't just because he didn't signal you assume you know I, I tell my students assume you are invisible put that in your thick skull i tell them you are invisible they don't see you okay so what do you do it's when true. you're when they you, don't sometimes yeah because every time you get into an accident what do they say parem bilis bilis kasi hindi ko siya nakita that's the same excuse oh. so what i tell my students when you ride your motorcycles daytime conspicuity is very important keep your darn headlights on high beam during the day yeah during the <laughs> day keep your headlights on high beam don't worry about your battery 55 watts yung low beam 60 watts yung high beam 5 watts lang ang difference nothing may, may regulator yung yung, yung electricals nyo okay why you have people driving with their cars tinted in front tinted on the side naka-shade sa loob ng kotse <laughs> yung yung low beam mo useless useless <laughs> keep your headlights on high beam daytime daytime okay at night of course low beam kayo then when there's no car in front high beam but during the day keep your headlights on high beam i'm telling you it's like a bright star they can see you from afar coming something bright you have to be seen assume they don't see you don't think yeah. they saw you i mean ah i'm going to make a left turn ah he saw me blow your horn keep your headlights on high beam don't assume they saw you imagine yourself invisible all the accidents i experienced all my life it's all rider error they always say pare nag left turn ka yung kotse sa harap ko pare kitang kita magle left turn yun magra right turn so assume you're invisible because that's what they always say di ko siya nakita sir eh basta bigla nandito na lang totoo yun because a motorcycle with weak headlights or no headlights from afar looks like a person standing then all of a sudden oh. nasa harap mo na yep diba? yep you're moving well, at a different speed so yes. um one that's such a strong you're and impactful statement <laughs> like all you know the that in the, you've seen you know that was in all rider fault you know that yeah headlights are important do you know keep your headlights on but keep it on high beam really it's safer don't worry about the battery dying it's not gonna die you have a regulator okay do you know that in the early 70s they had this a brand called q switch it's a pulsating headlight the headlight pulsates six times per second the american cars use them the um, american cops use them you see headlights pulsating you have lights flickering but their headlights also are yan sa mga 1200 gs diba well i didn't know about this this like strobe type pulsating headlight in the 70s yes the the strobe type they had this it's called the q switch you put it in your headlight and your 70s motorcycle it doesn't it doesn't flash okay it just it pulsates pulsate, uh, huh. that pulsating captures the uh the uh like twinkling yeah right away yes see same principle as flashing the headlight in the car when there's you know you start flashing the headlight and all that but this one it pulsates it's so, interesting and american cops use them in their cars their headlights when they keep their, their the, the 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 lights flickering even their headlights are flickering same principle mm -hmm. it's for conspicuity so that you can be seen that the cops are coming so the pulsating headlight is actually good but well they don't make them anymore but uh just keeping your headlights on high beam is the safest so we've well, got guys, a lot of people ever, like, 
restoring or restoring oh. a 70s bike, you can add that modification to be super era correct in your modification of your 70s bike. That's kind of cool. You so we've got people you know. asking for a second part of this, Miguel. Uh, they're just they're they're getting overwhelmed by all yeah. of this uh, treasure trove of information. Um, oh, it's up I, to you. Do you want to come back again? We'd love to have you. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm maybe fine. we can talk about um, like a a beginner's guide to sport bikes, right? For the people who okay. want to join, uh, how do they get into the sport? Iba. May nag-comment galing sa ano, may nag-comment galing sa KTM mismo. Uh, ang RC390 ngayon kasi SRP 330k, less 20k hanggang September 30 daw. Oh, oh yun. Baka we can get KTM to sponsor this episode. Oh, in, Mura. Ano natin? Extend then, natin may, yung may ABS. Those bikes have ABS pa, so it's safe. May ABS mga yan. What's up mga katunay? Alam mo, naglalong ride ka or kahit scooter ride sa traffic. Minsan ako, sumasakit talaga yung likod ko. Nagkakaroon ako ng mga bukol, mga lamig. Uh, may sikreto ako. Ikaw, Jolly, anong solusyon mo doon? Wala, iba. Kasama na talaga sa pagiging tunay na rider yan, di ba? Yung iindahin mo na lang ang sakit ng katawan pa nagre-ride ka. Bakit? Ano ba ang sikreto mo, iba? Ah, alam ni Bak kung anong sikreto ko. Wala ba kayong mga ugawa? Ha? Ugawa? Ano yun? Ano ba naman kayo? 2021 na. Think about it, Jolly. It relaxes your muscles and improves flexibility. Check out their promos at Ugawa Philippines Facebook page and shop online at ugawa.net.ph Bibili nga ako ng ugawa na yun. ba? <laughs> 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 I have a question, like, eh, whatever, you know, just wing it. But I do have a question, like, out of the new bikes that you've been testing, because he's constantly testing bikes. The last time, like, I went to his garage, he literally had maybe, like, four demo bikes. Yeah. I mean, at, <laughs> at one point, he was testing, like, the RSV4, the Speed Triple 1200RS, the Multistrada, the, the Super, the 1290 Adventure. Yes, yes. Did I miss anything? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, so there like, were other bikes. There were other bikes also that I tested, and uh, I tested a 790 Adventure, the 1290 Adventure. I mean, these are awesome, awesome bikes. I mean, a lot What's of the bikes now. Exciting you are just, right now. Uh, a lot of the bikes now are all good. I mean, why technology? CB, wait, wait. CBR 1000 RRR. He had that yeah. in his garage well, to test. Well, no, it was a CBR 1000 RR SP2. 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 It's the old one. It's a 2000, mm. I think that's a 2019 model. Okay, now there is a newer one now, an old new one called the CBR 1000 Triple R SP. It's a Triple R. It's like 1.5 million pesos for that. It's an awesome bike. Awesome bike. So what are you observing with, with like the trajectory of technology, whether it's for the track or like, what are you observing about how the market is moving, what they're into? Like what's exciting you? Well, it's mandated by law nowadays uh, in all all over the world that all bikes have to have ABS, at least ABS. So a lot of the bikes now have ABS. But of course, a lot of the manufacturers, they have one source like Bosch, 
Nissan, like, like all European bikes use Bosch, right? Whether it's Ducati, BMW, KTM, Aprilia, they're using a Bosch system, electronic system for ABS traction control, so and so. Uh, some use Nissan, the Japanese bike uses. A lot of these bikes are uh, the the manufacturers really have to do it. It trickles down from racing, and from mm-hmm. racing, it goes down, trickles down to the public. It makes riding now safer. You know. A lot safer. I've done. I've done uh, Sagada with my wife at the back. Slippery roads. I could feel my my bike sliding, but the traction control is correcting it. It's saving me from mm. making it to Louis. I could feel. I could see the light flickering in front because you have a light in front that flickers. And the traction control is. And then my wife goes, "Han, we slid there for a while." I go, "Don't worry about it. The traction control is working." It, pag wala yan, semplang, semplang. Gusto ko yung ano eh? Gusto ko yung parang may certain level of arrogance yung mga bikes ngayon eh. Na parang pinapakita niyang ano yun, nag-flash yung ABS or traction control. Parang gusto niyo pakita sa'yo na parang, I just saved your ass. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Pinapakita lang. Pina, yeah, pinapakita sa'yo na gumagana. Yun yun. Wait, I have... Pinapakita na gumagana. Wait, speaking... Wait, we gotta... Ano, I have a controversial uh, bills. So, speaking of motorcycle technology, Buck, what do you think is the most high-tech innovation now? <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Bali wala yung mga technology nyo kung masasakit naman yung mga katawan nyo, no? Eh, Tito Miguel, All meron ka bang ano? Meron ka bang massage chair? Wala, wala. Papadala ka ni Bax. Ito, dapat meron ka rito, yung Ogawa massage chair. Ayos. long rides, man. Nothing beats an Agawa massage chair, man. You just Seriously. Sit, relax and enjoy. Nax. <laughs> Pang refresh. And Sorry, to the show. I have a controversial question. Okay. Is it a myth? that traction control can actually make things worse. Like, for example, if you're in a turn in the wet and you feel the rear slip, you other people's intuition will be like, I want to save it by gassing up a little bit just so it can drift and then I can correct it. But traction control will prevent that. No. Is that no a myth? No such thing. No, it's a myth. Traction control, these electronics, they really work. And you have different levels anyway. Okay? You have level one to level eight. So eight being the most intrusive and one being the least intrusive. So you can adjust it. And I'm telling you, there's no it, traction control works. Even MotoGP riders use traction control. There was mm-hmm. one MotoGP race that Mark Marquez hit his teammate, Danny Pedrosa, okay, at the back. And actually hit the sensor for the traction control. Yeah, right. High oh. side see Danny Pedrosa oh, because shit. the traction control didn't work. You see? Oh. So they you, you look for that video that uh in in YouTube that Mark Marquez hits his own teammate and it was a uh Repsol Honda V4 and uh Danny Pedrosa flew off the bike when he powered in the next corner, he got hit and then he still turned and when he took the corner, the next corner he flipped. Why? 
they found out that the traction control sensor wire was Got hit. cut, hit because of Mark Marquez. So it How about worked. this? You know, do you, do you see, your riders you, use them. Do you see IMUs becoming cheaper? In time, yeah. The inertial measurement unit, yeah, on these bikes, yeah. those are gyros. Do you okay. think you're, we're going to see them in like regular sport, uh, regular street bikes instead of? They like are. They are already. They're on. Uh, they, they have them on on regular it, street bikes. They have them on so, uh, on KTM's. They have them on BM's. They have them on uh, on on, on uh, Japanese bikes. Ducatis. Yeah, they do. That IMUs are inertial measurement unit. It's a gyro, which you can do cornering ABS. You're taking a corner, and a dog comes up. You can hit the brakes while you're in the corner. You won't low side. You won't crash. Grab, grab yung ano? Grab yung IMU talaga. First time ako nakasubok ng IMU bike last year, yung Visor na 1050. Grab yung bike niyan. Oh, yun, Tumata yung magisa. Oh. Hindi iba so na talaga yung technology bikes, ngayon. So now some bikes are leveling up. Now a lot of there's two manufacturers like KTM and Ducati, they have radars. Radars, radars on their motorcycle. What 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 are those for? Okay. Missiles. <laughs> These radars. Susunod na mga bikes may sidewinder na. It's like a sensor in front. Okay, it can sense the vehicle speed in front of you. So if, let's say you have your KTM or your your Ducati. You set your speed at 120. You're in uh, NLEX. The car in front is doing 120. The car suddenly slows down in front of you. Okay, without you touching the the throttle. Your bike will slow down because it has oh, so a, it has a radar in front. That was in okay. cars. That's like smart cruise control. So they yeah, have that in bikes. They have now, them cool. now. They have Autonomous. them now on and then, uh, and, ATMs and uh, and uh, and Ducatis. And now and you're gonna have motorcycles that they, now you're gonna have motorcycles that balance for you, like the BMW. You saw that concept bike that just rides on its own. <laughs> uh, well, Honda Yamaha has that also. Has but that already. Yeah, but it's a concept. It's still it's still a concept. I mean, well, we're talking about bikes right now. And yeah. uh, they have them already. Like, they even have, I gotta uh, pay the bills. Uh, one more time. Uh, speaking of technology that protects you, <laughs> um, we partnered with NordVPN through Podmetrics for you guys to also enjoy the same experience uh, they have an amazing promo right now that allows you to get 73% off the two-year <clears throat> plan plus four months free when you use our link in the description and type in the code TNR before checking out. You know, the cool thing about NordVPN is it allows you to access like um, motorsports, like the Dakar Rally live when it's showing because it, you, you can mask your location. So yeah, sign up yeah, for NordVPN now. And you can also get a 30-day back mon uh, money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Meron akong gustong ipasok lang na question. Na. Kasi speaking of technology sa mga bikes, kasi undoubtedly yung mga technology na to, it makes the riding, the entire riding experience and the bikes themselves safer. Pero di ba, nagkakaroon ng parang yung mga issue nga, sinasabi nila, that it takes away from the riding experience. Eh. Parang yung mga bagong generation ng riders ngayon, umaasa masyado na sa electronics. Nawawala yung parang mismong rider skill. What are your thoughts sa ganun? No. Uh, for me, no. It's uh, the electronic. We're in the electronic age. Trust the electronics. Uh, we need these electronics because not everybody has the skill level to to uh, 
to know how to break. You know, they made a test. Mm -hmm. They got an expert rider to do 60 kilometers to zero braking, hard braking. They measured the distance of a guy doing 60 kilometers or 60 miles. It was in the States, 60 miles per hour to zero. This super bike rider claims I can, I can outbreak the ABS rider. Okay. I'm going, I can start a break from 60 to zero quicker than the guy with the ABS. I'm a super bike rider. So he did it. Okay. They measured the distance. That same rider, okay, went to an ABS equipped bike and got on the ABS equipped bike, went from 60 miles per hour to zero by just hitting the brakes as hard as he can, both front <laughs> and rear. No need to modulate, nothing. He did so hard, he was able to stop quicker and earlier than what he did on the bike that's non ABS equipped. And that is already a super bike rider. So, no, the electronics really help. I mean, uh, yeah. It, it does. It does help. They wouldn't put it there. I think I mean, this conversation um, doesn't, I think this debate doesn't apply to motorcycles because like human input is just, you can't do without it on a motorcycle. This conversation is more in autonomous vehicles, like the whole like Tesla's beheading people, that, that thing. It's, I mean, <laughs> they have it in cars. I mean, I had a friend who had a Porsche uh, and we went to BRC and then he removed the stability control of his Porsche and we were sideways all over the place. And I told him, turn on your, turn on your stability control, pare. we're going to crash. I said, Put, I'm telling you, we were, he was driving the car, sliding. As soon as he turned on the stability control, he was driving like Michael Schumacher. Put the smooth <laughs> all the way, smooth. <laughs> but it works, it works. I mean, these things really work. You know? All right. As, as we months. know, um, Usually, thank you again for joining the show, but it's it's an hour and 20, dude. Part two. <laughs> you know, we got to do a part two. Uh, but I got to wrap yeah, it actually. up. Um, and this is how we usually end our shows. Uh, Miguel, for you, ano yung tunay na rider? What is your definition of tunay na rider? Yung tunay na rider? Uh, a guy who just wants to ride safely and wants to enjoy you know riding a motorcycle is different kasi and tunay na rider iba kasi sa kotse or sa bus or sa truck you see everything in frames okay everything in frames in a motorcycle you feel it you ride up the mountains na feel mo yung hangin na feel mo yung smell ng pine eh sa kotse hindi mo mafeel yan hindi ba puro nasa frame lahat Yung Tunana rider will want to enjoy riding bikes, visit places, and do it safely. Safely lang. Yon. Be safe. Safe. Okay? Because maraming rider dyan, paglabas, aksidente na agad. Hindi ba? <laughs> then they stay. Oy, kilala ko yun! Alright. Again, thank you for being our Tunana rider of the week. Uh, Literally an hour and a half for you is too short. You have to have your own yeah. uh, YouTube channel or podcast. Uh, we'd ha be happy to set it up for you. Um, <laughs> you are truly the OG 29 rider of the Philippines. Uh, thank you. Tito thank Miguel. you. Absolutely. Hey, thank thanks you, so thank much you, for agreeing to do this. Yeah. DNA. And shout out to Javis for helping get him on here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, doing that call out. Our next show, uh, if, if we had, um, why don't oh, wait, we talk about before we end, bikes? can I, before we end, can I do one last? 
question. One last promise. We were all wrapping up. No, I'm just one last. <laughs> all right, go. There's part two, right? When did you co-found Club 200 and why? It was co-founded in 1994. Uh, we were all sport bike riders at the time. And, uh, well, we registered it at the SEC as Club 200 Riders Association, Inc. We're all sport Oy. bike riders in 1994. We were a big sport bike club in 1994. Yeah, can we invite Club 2 uh, and, and your crew and kind of the, talk about the history and what the club is about? Yeah, why not? We're, we were six founding members, so minus one, my late brother who passed away. So now we're five, uh, five founding members. So, awesome. Yeah, that, that would be a great show. All right. And thank you for hanging out. <laughs> Jenna is researching an article. That's why she asked that question. <laughs> uh, she's using our time and yours. <laughs> no, later. I'll do, no, I'm, I'm doing that separately. Shout out to Andy, my editor. Hi, Andy. All right. On that note, thanks again, Miguel. Thanks, Jenna, for being our uh, nosebleed co-host and Jolly for All bringing right. in the Jolly Cakes and Buck for bringing the sausages. See you next week and... <laughs> Thank you, Ogawa. Thank you, PNA. Thank you, KTM. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, Thank you guys. for joining us. Sorry okay, if that bye. was chaotic. A two-liner rider, I assuming. <laughs> <laughs>